Hello and welcome to Once Upon a Roll, a D&D podcast hosted by me, Rasputin, where I run a new session of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition in the Kingdom of Cortia, a homebrew setting I've been using for five years, like five years today. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I am joined today with the wonderful Barry Crepe. Barry, how are you doing? Oh my God, I'm doing so good. Keep going about how wonderful I am. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. How might people know you on the internet? I basically am just like a goofy little guy who does a lot of <laughs> speed runs or challenge runs with Nintendo games and I stream on Twitch. Um, so thank you so much for having me. It means, it means the world to me. Yeah, of course. I was thinking about it and um, the internet's weird. Y yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was thinking about, it. I mean, and like me just saying, right, that I've been using this setting, like the show isn't five years old, mm -hmm. Once Upon a Roll is not five years old, but I've been using this setting for five years and it doesn't feel like that to me, right? Like, I feel like I just started it a year ago Yeah. because I, because, because this is something that I've always done on the internet. I played with internet friends online. It's how mm -hmm. I met a handful of people, got close to people. I was also thinking about like, at this point, you and I have known each other for like a year and a half. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? Like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's weird to think about different internet friends I've made. And it's like, wow, I've actually known these people for like really long. <laughs> That's when we were playing Among Us. You were Among sus <laughs> when I met you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in the Among Us days of, of, of Twitch.tv, uh, a better time. Uh, <laughs> now you're no longer sussy. You vented True. and now we're both here together to learn about D&D. <laughs> yeah. So so with that, what is your what's your D&D experience? I ask un unknowing as always. <laughs> I played D&D one time a long time ago and I was really nervous. Like I, I was shy. I mm -hmm. didn't want to role play. I just kind of existed. But today mm -hmm. I'm going to try to go all out. Like this is my American Idol audition. I'm yeah. here and I'm ready to do what I have to do to stop all the ghosts from coming through. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, how do you know that was the session? All the ghosts. It's just uh, Ghostbusters, yeah. Oh, I read the script. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> it's interesting. Like, uh, I think there's a cool thing about, and I feel like every episode of Once Upon a Roll, it's me like, hey, everyone, one-on-one -on -one sessions are great. They're good. Like, it's how you should play d, &D. But I, I think there's an interesting thing because like when you, I, I've had the exact same experience of like jumping mm -hmm. into a D&D &D game, being really excited and then being at the table and like slinking back in my chair. Being yes. Like, uh, I'll, I'll swing my sword. Um, <laughs> because if other people aren't into it, then you're like, I don't want to be super exactly, into it. Exactly. And I think that when you're doing a one-on-one -on -one session, it's like, you don't, you don't have anyone to hide behind. Mm -hmm, it's just me. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so you're just like, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's uh, be as weird or exactly the character I want to be, which I, I think it can help, uh, yeah, m move into that. Yeah, today I'm here in my D and D birthday suit. I'm just gonna let it all out. <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I think there's no better way to roll into uh, the episode. So this, wait, how, what do I say normally? Uh, uh, you got uh, it. The teleprompter, teleprompter. Um, where's the script? Shit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's jump into this episode of Once Upon a Roll. <laughs> The kingdom of Cortia has thrived for over a thousand years. In that time, it has endured war against powerful enemies, outlasted deadly feuds between its lords, and fought against evil both of this plane and others. 
However, during the most recent Festival of the Autumn Sun, the sage's ritual revealed the nearly forgotten omen, the sign of Black Sun, a symbol only seen once before, and it almost led to the destruction of Cortia. Panicked, the common folk in the capital city rioted, and when the dust settled, the king was dead and his two children had disappeared in the night. The lord of the city of Edgewood, Tom Dunn, restored peace to the capital, and with no heirs to the king anywhere to be seen, he decided to sit the throne and take the position of Lord Regent. This story takes place in the village of Mablewood, a cozy town a bit north of the seaside city of Endon. There aren't all that many reasons to visit Maplewood. It doesn't house any stores of note. It's a bit too far from the ocean to have any worthwhile view of it. And more days than not, it contains more livestock than people to talk to. However, every Chonday night, the town is packed. More specifically, the Wild Side Inn is packed, all to see the legendary performance of the one and only Poppy. Now, in Endon proper, there is no shortage of talented musicians, poets, and performers, but people don't go to see Poppy because of her talent. Truthfully, they come because of her entire lack of it. Her performances are that brand of horrible that is captivating to watch, impossible to look away, like a carriage careening off of a cliff. And so every week, people from all around come to hear her songs and bask in secondhand embarrassment. Of course, you, Poppy, are trying to make it as an honest musician. And while you're not sure why folks break out in laughter in the middle of your sets, you largely just appreciate that people are coming at all. That folks will pay for your drinks after your performance. That people seem interested in what you do. However, it is always at an arm's length. And as soon as most interactions start, they end. It's a bit lonely, but you hold out hope that one day it won't be. So that is why you keep getting on stage. And it is why you are getting on stage again tonight. You step forward and look out at the packed house. A few folks are sharing stools and people are standing all along the back of the room. An excited hush falls over as you step out and everyone looks to you. Uh, what do they see? Oh my God, wait, I just, I, am I allowed to just say that was really good? <laughs> <You're so laughs> Thank good. you. When looking at Poppy, often you'll see a lot of thrown together mixed mashes of clothing items. They're a coat made of leaves, strangly red hair. And although she comes off as bigger than life, she's about three feet tall. So very, very small. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you do have a massive stage presence, uh, despite your size, certainly, you know, <laughs> holding yourself with a confidence. You step forward, the hush falls, and, and you get ready for your performance. Uh, tell me about your, your plans for tonight's show. So Poppy looks around the room, excited with a new song that she just came up with for all of her friends who came out to visit her, or so she thinks. Upon looking out at the stage, she belts out, thank you guys so much for coming. I appreciate it. And here is my new song for you all. <clears throat> thank you. Uh, roll a performance check. Okay, let me do it. Where is it? Oh, I rolled a 22. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
you say, then you begin playing your your flute, uh, your recorder. Is, is the performance pretty much just that, or do you kind of jump in every once in a while with some singing and dancing to fill out? Yeah, like a lot of dancing, some singing, um, maybe some rapping, interpretive dance here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a mishmash of different forms <laughs> yeah. of performances that don't flow well. Mm. Improv lyrics that barely make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of awkward flailing of just reckless imbalance. All, all though with the full confidence of someone who knows that they are absolutely killing it yes. like no doubt in your mind uh, just out there <laughs> you kind of get into almost a trance state and people are feeding off the energy that you are providing and while none of them would say that it is good probably personally it is impossible for them not to be excited watching and just impressed with this kind of confidence you're portraying uh, and as you are dancing around playing the music for a moment, it reminds you of your brother and how the two of you would run around in the middle of an open field, dancing and singing like you were the only people in the world. And in this moment, it makes you miss him not as much as normal because it feels like he's almost here. Oh. Wait, what's his name again? <laughs> uh, Prim. Prim. Oh, I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. <laughs> Last minute naming. And then, yeah, with the final flourish, I, I imagine you give a big bow. <laughs> Yes, it, the bow is so deep that it's almost a backflip at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you pretty much almost, yeah. So you kind of like bow so low that your head touches the ground and you kind of lose your balance. Mm-hmm, topple almost. over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Make a, um, hmm, just a dexterity check for me. Okay. I roll a 21. Yeah, your head, like you start to kind of lose balance as you tip forward too much. And then you are able to gracefully enough, the most graceful action you've taken up here on stage, like turn it into a somersault. <laughs> and yeah, put put your hands out to an additional applause from this audience who are just losing it. Uh, standing, cheering, <laughs> smashing drinks, just surprised that this performance, not just existed and not just lived up to the expectations that had been set for them by all the people they have met along the way of like, oh, you really need to check out a poppy performance. You will never be the same, but you you have exceeded those expectations and given something that they'll never forget. And you can kind of see all of them have like a little flush to their face, you know, that sense of secondhand embarrassment that <laughs> people seem to have come for uh, <laughs> is definitely high up on here. But it seems like people have enjoyed, to you at least, it seems like people have enjoyed your performance for one reason or another. Upon seeing how everybody's so delighted in the crowd, uh, Poppy shouts at the top of her voice, the next round's on me, even though she has no intention of paying it and will slip out the back the moment she can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, the, you know, the crowd gets louder, you know, and seems happy about it. The owner of the bar, uh, who you know to be named Lars, gives you a look. Because, you know, you've been performing here a lot uh, and certainly have made him a fair bit of money. He gives you a look knowing, like, you're not going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of, like, shakes his head uh, back and forth and, and, you know, starts pouring some drinks. Uh, as you, you know, kind of give your bow, a few people, you know, come up to you and 
throw, you know, some some coins into like a little hat to hand to you, uh, you know, give some flowers and whatnot. And, and just general people coming by saying like a quick word or two of like, what a life changing performance. A- a- amazing. It's revolutionary. And like as soon as they say their piece, they don't seem all that interested in <laughs> you responding, you know. Mm. And are kind of off and turning back to their table. So it's all quick interactions of them showing like uh, interest in your performance and what you did, but not necessarily interest in you. Um, she realizes that most of these compliments are coming from a place of not familiarity, but a pair of social kind of thing. And she goes off the stage with a cute little hop and feels a little bit better, but still somewhat empty because she knows that they don't really know her. And she thinks she's on top of the world, really taking in the compliments as if they were true and not in a mocking sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and never, like none of the questions ever asked are are like, uh, how are you? Or how, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just like- Surface level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No conversation you have seems to last long and yeah after talking to the fan she stumbles over to the bar to go and talk to lars so how was the performance did you like it oh we got a pack crowd tonight so that's what matters it's always money with you can't you just be happy for me he uh slides over uh your usual drink whatever that may be what would it be it's just a glass of sugar with honey (laughs) okay (laughs) i figured that's what yeah (laughs) Which, you know, the first time you performed, he was probably, like, never going to let her perform again. But then, like, the following week, people were coming. It's like, hey, I heard that there's a really interesting performer here. Like, (laughs) there was a wild show that everyone was saying was really fun. Is she coming back? And eventually he decided to, you know, bring you back as a regular person here. Because for whatever reason, as odd as it may be to him, people uh, seem to find enjoyment in what you put out there. Probably the first night that, like, you came and had a very good performance, like, after the weird first one, he, I imagine would offer you, like, a really nice thing of wine. Like, any drink Mm. on the house for you. And you were just like, yeah, a cup of water uh, filled with sugar (laughs) and honey. And he was like, cheap as hell. Yeah, easy. Would have given you 50-year-old whiskey if you had asked. But, yeah, easier this way. But, yeah, he uh, hands you your drink and seems to get back to trying to serve other patrons of the bar. After taking a quick sip, she looks him up and down and raises her hand as if she's asking a question in class. Um, Lars, um, I was wondering, have you seen my brother? I keep performing every week, hoping he'll come out, but I haven't seen him yet. Lars probably hasn't met your brother, right? But has heard you talk about him and probably, how would you describe your brother? Um, I would say he's quite tall for being a gnome. Um, he's got actually well-laid hair, very opposite of Poppy. Um, he has a sort of stature about him that makes him seem as if he is important to others and carries himself with pride. Lars would like finish up with a different client and then kind of come over and lean at the bar next to you and say, I obviously haven't seen him myself. I do have ears to the ground for you about any other gnomes traveling through the area but haven't heard anything recently is there anybody in look of an adventure or somebody that needs someone with great performance such as i you know who's in need of a great performer like you is me this bar you're doing great performing here and people coming out that's what matters most 
you enjoy your drink, and he uh, goes back to serving people. <laughs> and yeah, as you kind of sit drinking your drink, uh, being kind of quickly pushed away from, or Lars kind of quickly pushing himself away to get back to the business. Uh, Yeah, you sit there. You would notice kind of near you is half-elven man with a top knot. He has tanned skin of someone well-traveled. Sitting near you every once in a while, kind of taking a glance over at you. She looks over at him and realizes that he's been staring for quite a while. She leans in real close, right up into his ear and says, Hey, goofball, I saw you looking at me. Do you want something? Uh, he takes a sip of his ale and looks at you again. You know all these people are here making fun of you, right? She kind of looks shocked and falls back into her seat a little bit, slouching into herself, and twiddles with her fingers, saying, Um, I don't know. I like to think that everybody's out here to see me, but are you here to make fun of me? He takes another sip of his ale. No, I'm here for a place to stay for the night, but couldn't really avoid your performance. Um, I was thinking that maybe I could show you around since you're new here. He kind of gives you a look and takes another drink. No thanks. At least tell me that you're getting the bigger cut of all this. Looking down at her drink that's almost empty, she holds it up high and smiles saying, Yeah, I get a free honey and sugar every time I perform! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what 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 else do you think is part of like the the contract that you have in terms of like what you get? Do your one your one free sugar and honey? Yes, it's probably just that, and then like even like the tips that I make probably go to the the owner. But she's just so simple that she's like, okay, I get a free drink. This is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe I, I I assume he probably would offer you a place to stay here. Yeah. Like, it's probably a cupboard. Like, yeah, you probably have you to know? pay for it. Um. I'll say you don't have to pay for lodging here, but your room is just like what used to be where they stored the mops. Yes. No, it's actually where they still store the mops. <laughs> but but you're, you have a bed there as well. So you do have free lodging and your free drink, but it's not glamorous. Uh, certainly the amount. And, and yeah, he asks you to split tips. Uh with him. Yeah, I imagine that the broom closet is pretty eclectic. She just puts a bunch of items in there that she finds outside or laying around as decoration, even though none of it should probably actually be kept in there. There's like different kinds of bugs and cool rocks she found outside and sticks and leaves all over the wall. Do you keep like every flower that has been given to you by... (laughs) A fan or something. Yes, and they're all just like rotting in the corner, <laughs> but she feels too bad to throw it away, yeah. so she still keeps it. Well, someone spent money and time to give me this. So. <laughs> Even if it's like from the side of the road, she still has it in the corner of her room. Yeah. All right. So while you do get some benefit of your free drink and a closet to stay in, by no means are you getting... Not just a majority, but even like anything that could be considered a fair share. Yes, absolutely. Of the business you bring in, yeah. As you know, you say the well, I get this drink. He kind of like <sighs> turns back and just <laughs> starts drinking at his ale again. Oh, and I also get this really cool room. Do you want to see my room? No, thank you. <laughs> um, at this point, she's just pretty used to people blowing her off like that, especially Lars, and now this new guy she found next to him, next to her. 
So she's just pretty outgoing anyway and blows it off and just doesn't even care that they want nothing to do with her. Mm -hmm. So, 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 you don't want to see my room, but do you want to see my friend's room? Or we can go outside and run around, or we can do something really fun together. Do you want to hang out? He takes another sip of his ale says, no, thank you. I'm going to drink my drink. She gets awkwardly close to his drink and starts smelling the inside of his glass right when it's up to his mouth and says, Oh, what are you drinking? Can I have some? You can have some of my drink if you let me have some of yours. Uh, yeah, as you take a sniff, uh, you've obviously smelled ale before. You know, you perform a lot in a bar and there's many times where itself just is soaked in spilt ale. You know, you're used to the mm -hmm. smell, but probably not a fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there anything I can do to drink my drink in peace if you really want to drink your drink in peace maybe you could tell me what i could do to be your friend and i can leave you alone for the rest of the night but i can call you tomorrow and i can i can talk to you tomorrow and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day if you want that'd be so fun she's just so desperate for interaction at this point that not only is she pestering anybody who gives her some sort of attention it doesn't even matter if they're of good character or not yeah, roll an insight check. Okay, I rolled a 10. He gives you a long look as you, you know, are very desperately trying to <laughs> grab onto any attention that, that is being directed your way. With that roll, Poppy does not recognize what this look is. <laughs> uh, you as the player, I'll let you know, is pity. Uh, <laughs> kind of gives you a long pitying look, realizing this situation you're in and the reason you're in it. Uh, and he puts a hand out and says, my name's Jalen. Jalen? Jalen. That's cute. She grabs his hand very eagerly and starts shaking it up and down with her whole body into it to the point where she looks like she's about to fall off the stool. Jalen? Um, I'm Poppy. Good to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. Then after staring into his eyes for an awkward amount of time, very, very close to his face, she says, you come here often? This is my first time passing through. Oh, Poppy forgot. Sorry about that. No worries. If you want, I could give you a private concert right now. Just don't tell anybody it's between you and me. <laughs> yeah, uh, very quickly and practicedly, right? You were probably standing on this bar stool and just <laughs> quickly pull out your uh, flute and give the few notes out and... He seems almost impressed by just like the manicness of uh, <laughs> Poppy's demeanor. He gives a small little nod and says, that won't be necessary. Um, I appreciate the offer though. She leans over and starts to pat the top of his head because she's standing in what looks like a chair and stacked a couple boxes on it in order to reach his height just sitting down. Have you heard anything about a gnome around here? He's really handsome and really nice, and he looks a lot like me. And she gives a cheeky grin, although she's still not put together. You could maybe see some resemblance, but not very much. Can't say I have. Uh, yeah, can't say I have. Haven't seen all that many folks on the road. I try to stay unseen while traveling. Usually the safer way, especially in times like now. This dude's like the awkward guy at the lunch table. <laughs> <laughs> it's when the loner meets the outgoing. <laughs> pick yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> There's so much freedom. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, 
after seeing how he seems a little uninterested in her, she jumps up on the top of the bar and screams at the top of her lungs. Guys, guys, look! This is my new friend! His name is, uh, uh what's your name again? T -t Get down! And he, like, grabs your arm and, like, pulls you down. <laughs> no, I'm serious. What's your name again? What's your name again? It's, it's Jalen. Jalen. Okay, now I'll never forget again. I will always match a name to a face. How about this? We share one drink, then I go on my way, you go on yours, and can have a great evening beyond that. Um, Poppy's thinking we share two drinks because there's enough sugar cubes for two drinks, and also I think that you need to be a little bit more outgoing, and she gives him a nudge-nudge trying to really break him out of his shell. Uh, roll a persuasion check. Okay. I rolled a 19. Yeah, you, uh, you know, give all the energy and charisma you have into it. And, you know, his read on it is less of like, oh, this person has persuaded me to want me to spend time with them more than like, I'm not going to get out of it. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> not going to win this. You know, I'm not going to. Uh, fine. We can share two drinks. Although, since she lives here, she's a little bit too comfortable with the surroundings. And she goes around the back of the bar after jumping over the countertop and grabs him the biggest drink she can find, which is like filling a vase full mm -hmm. of his his liquor of choice, his alcohol of choice. Okay. And yeah. she goes behind and just grabs the bucket of sugar cubes and comes back to just <laughs> munch on them. Um, she goes over to him again and says, I, you didn't say what size the drinks had to be. <laughs> As you're doing this, Lars is like far too busy serving customers <laughs> to even like notice. And because you are, you know, small and can just kind of walk around, he, he does not see you do it. Uh, there's probably a time where he like walks over past you and notices the sugar cubes and the big thing of ale in front of Jalen. And it's just like whatever like not <laughs> not worth my my frustration at this point but yeah jalen gives a sigh as you bring the big container of ale over to him <laughs> uh which i imagine is just like almost like a like a little barrel yeah like <laughs> yeah. a bait like that flowers in it <laughs> it's probably as like big as you like yeah <laughs> as you carry huge. it over yeah. <laughs> he gives a sigh uh but, you know, not one to pass up free ale. Uh, <laughs> wow, leech. <laughs> happily fills it up. And yeah, uh, you know, the two of you talk for a while. I imagine more so you talking and him listening. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you probably cover, I mean, wow, what topics do you think you cover in general over a 10 to 20 minute span? Hmm, I think... Poppy probably just talks about things that are pretty much only interesting to her, but she mm -hmm. does it with like such enthusiasm that people listen to where she's saying uh, this cool stone she found on the beach the other day. She took it home and drew a face on it and keeps it in her pocket as a friend. Just like stuff like that where nobody in their right mind would even know what's happening or really care. Yeah. You know, Jalen keeps drinking and you keep talking probably not leaving tons of space for him to talk <laughs> in general there may be a few times where he opens his mouth to say something but then uh you just keep moving forward about your rock friend uh, <laughs> at a point where there is a lull though and he seems to be kind of close to the end of at least one of his mugs of drinks certainly not through the whole barrel <laughs> uh 
But he does kind of look over during a lull and say, you know, you really should ask for more than what he's given you. Um, she looks a little sullen and realizes that maybe people are taking advantage of her. Um, in a quiet, whispered voice, she says, But, um, if I tell him I need more, then maybe he won't talk to me anymore. And this amount of loneliness that she always feels is just overcumbering her, her mind, and she needs another round to really get out of it, so she grabs a couple more sugar cubes and dumps them all in her mouth. Yeah. Jalen looks at you and says, all right, look around this room. Uh, roll a perception check. Okay. Please, okay. Give me the good one. Give me the good one. I got a four. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you take a look uh, as he says this, and it, it what what you notice is it feels like a sea of people, just in general. You're like, there's a lot of people. Uh, it just feels like a big clump. And he says, look out and think about why these people are here. Think about how busy this pub probably is any other day of the week. The night that you perform is the night that people come. Am I right? Do Do people come other days? She looks him straight in the eye and says, I thought you said they're all here to make fun of me, but Puppy thinks they're here to have a good time, so maybe you're right. And she hurriedly goes to stand on the table right in front of him and says, you know what, maybe I should ask for more. And she turns to Lars and says, Lars, you're taking all my money. Give me some more or I'm, I'm leaving. Uh... Lars, as you say that, kind of looks towards you. Um, but then you realize he's not looking at you. He is looking beyond you, um, like just past you, towards the stage. And at that moment, as you're kind of expecting Lars to say something back, you, you turn your head to look in kind of the direction he is. And you see a tall human man wearing a dark blue coat that hangs down to his knees, stepping onto the stage. He has wild hair that hangs down to his shoulders and big broad shoulders in general, uh, quite a hulking man. And he pushes his hair out of his face. He bellows out, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Yulrich Coldfellow, and I hope you've enjoyed your evening so far as it is about to take a bit of a turn. The room falls quiet. Because you see, my men and I here, and then you hear the sound of chairs being pushed aside, just cutting through the room, as about 10 or so folks stand up reaching for their belts. Well, we're here to rob you. A gasp goes around the room, and uh, he continues. There are a few ways we can do this, and one is far easier than the other. Uh, Poppy looks a little bit scared after her outburst over at her new friend and says, JJ, um, maybe that wasn't a good idea. And she's trembling a little bit because she knows she's small and looks at him again to say, is that one of your tall friends? As you kind of look over and start like saying this to him, but then you actually take a look, you do see that Jalen is taking a step toward the man at the front of the room. And then he takes another and you see him kind of reaching for his belt. Uh, and, and you can see like what looks to be a dagger on Jalen's belt as he's stepping towards this man on stage. 
Although she normally is kind of in the sidelines and isn't really all about violence, more about performing, she remembers that she has her own dagger in the back of her pocket or her makeshift pocket, jumps down and kind of just stays behind Jalen like a lost puppy dog mm-hmm. and holding it in her hand, kind of shivering a little bit. Um, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Yalric uh, is standing on stage looking out, seeing how everyone responds as Jalen is taking a few steps. Jalen does not pay attention to you pulling your dagger out. He seems single-mindedly focused on this man in the front of the room. He takes one step, a second step, and then a third and lunges at Yalric. In one swift movement, Yalric grabs Jalen's arm and twists it, and the knife falls from his hand. Oh. Uh, Jalen lets out a little yell. And then Yorick looks down and says, what's your name, son? And through gritted teeth, he responds, Jalen. And then uh, Yorick says, well, Jalen, you've given us a perfect example of how things can go the hard way. And he nods to a few of his men and two of them start to walk over towards Jalen. Let me look at my spells. Am I just allowed to use them whenever I want? You can use, yeah, you, you can use them, yeah. Oh my God, wait, really? If, you, if you'd like to try to use something. Ooh, this, uh, it's going down. <laughs> so now feeling attached to her newfound companion, she's pretty much a ride or die in any situation, runs up to where Jalen is and gives the three uh, big tall men a, a big stare down before she uses her hideous laughter, which is... You know, she just throws around the joke to kind of maybe make the situation a little bit better. And let me try to think of a joke. What's a funny joke? It should just be bad. (laughs) So, uh, knock, knock. She has a worried look on her face, but continues. "Uh, Who's there? And her voice quivers a little bit more. Orange, you glad I didn't punch you in the face? (laughs) Uh, and, and who are you casting this on? The, the, the guy that's holding leader? him. Okay. Yeah. All right. What is your... It should be at the top of your spell sheet. What is your spell save DC? Oh, 12. So he will roll and he needs to roll higher than a 12 to save. Okay. <laughs> Great what? joke. I, I definitely appreciate it. All right. So you cast that. <laughs> so we're going to see if he saves from it. He rolled a 17. So unfortunately, the spell does not, this one does not take root on him. Uh, so that's going to be one of your spells, unfortunately. Oh, no. uh, he does He does laugh. <laughs> that's a good one, little gnome. Uh, and then the two men that come over, one punches Jalen in the gut. <laughs> oh, no. The says, now wrong. we can do this the easy way or... After the one punch him, the gut, another kicks him uh, kind of in the mouth. <laughs> we can do this the hard way. The choice is all of yours. And he's looking down at you as you came and tried to like cast a spell. And he kind of lowers himself a bit, you know, goes down to one knee and is just kind of like looking you. He's still towering over you, right? Even when he's like kneeling down. So what's it going to be? She looks still a little bit scared, but somewhat confused. Um, is the hard way more fun? And she's always looking towards 
sort of an optimistic outlook, kind of thinking that this they're bluffing and just kind of wants to throw it out there that she's not afraid of anything, even though she really is. <laughs> he looks at you and says, you can just ask your friend. And you see Jalen kind of like looking over at you, dizzied, bloodied. <laughs> and one of the men pulls a fist back and punches him in the face. And you <laughs> distinctly hear what sounds like a nose breaking. No! Um, can you use healing stuff on other people? Yeah, you for sure. Okay. Knowing that this could actually hurt Jalen a little bit, she whispers in his ear, I hope you're ready for a little tingle. And uses her thunder wave throughout the stage in order to, you know, hopefully break him free. Mm hmm Okay, I will warn. Uh, okay, so you could probably do it at the stage and just hit Jalen and the three people. Yeah. This is a very crowded bar. Oh. So pretty much doing it in any other angle may hit other people. Oh, okay. Also, Jalen does look really rough. Oh, right now. can I heal him first or do you have to do You could heal him first, yeah. Okay, and then I guess she How do you heal people? Like is it just a spell or do I give him like a snack? Uh, yeah, so you specifically have Healing Word, um, which you would cast Healing Word. Okay, I rolled a five. I don't think it's very good. Uh, I mean, it is a decent amount of healing. It does seem like he's pretty hurt in general. Uh, so, oh. it, it, like, you see a couple of cuts, like, close up. Um, he doesn't seem, like, back to full fighting fit, uh, but oh, maybe a no. little close, a little further from, from the brink. I mean, I mean, definitely if you want to use that attack, you would hurt Jalen and hmm. it probably would put him in a pretty bad situation. Oh, then maybe after healing him, uh, does Charm personally hit one person? Yep. Um, she looks at the big guy again, holding on to Jalen and says, would you really want to hurt the cutest little gnome you've ever seen in your life? and uses her charming personality in order to dissuade him from causing any more havoc. All right, this is a big roll. Uh, your, your DC is 12. <laughs> so if your roll's below a 12, then, <laughs> no! then he will be charmed by you. Okay, wait, below a 12? Yeah, yeah so, uh, yes, below a 12. So if he rolls a 12, he does save, unfortunately. All okay. Right. Come on, bring mama a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Uh, he rolled a natural 19. What? Which is quite high. Okay, what is, uh, what is this guy eating? What is he eating? Just these good rolls. I'm, don't worry, I'll roll terribly soon. <laughs> oh my god. He will look at you in general and say, listen, I don't want to hurt anyone here. This was because he attacked me. And I do appreciate a good hero. But I'm just looking for your belongings. So... If you would just give your things to my men, it'll go a lot easier. Because she has pretty much no belongings of her own since she has no money and just lives at the tavern in the back closet, she grabs the rock with a smiley face out of her back pocket, holds it up towards him and says, you can have my best friend. This is all I have. And looks down almost on the brink of tears, having to give up her rock with the smiley face. His, his name is Rocky. Uh, Yorick looks and smiles and 
grabs Rocky and <laughs> no! puts it in his pocket. No! Thank you. <laughs> now the rest of you can do the same. Uh, and you see his men kind of bringing around bags, going up to the various patrons in here, who all look terrified at this exchange. You know, seeing Jalen, who probably looks to be one of the more solid fighters in this bar, right? Oh, no. Just get demolished quickly. And, you know, they just start taking their belongings, giving co their coin purses to the men and any jewelry they have on them. You see uh, Yalric lean over and pull a ring off of Jalen's fingers, uh, one of his fingers, and say, Sorry that today was not your day, boy. Then puts it in a pocket. He takes then a step towards you as the men are collecting things and says, I'll also need your flute. Now, a shocking, terrifying look comes across her face because the flute is something that her brother gave to her before he left and never really returned home. It's a very, very important item to her. I mean, Rocky was too, but just not on the same scale. <laughs> And in a quiet voice, she says, N no, and tries to grab the bag and run out the back door. Just like her stuff or? The bag that they were like collecting all the things in. So they definitely have different bags. Oh. Like each of the men kind of have one. So if you want to try to grab something of someone near you, you could do that. Oh, can I grab Jalen's hand and like try to bring him out the back door? Or do you think he can't like run? Uh, he seems like close to being knocked out. Oh, this poor guy. You healed him. So, you know, he, I mean, he's kind of just laying there. Yeah, you could try to lead him. Uh, he's not like completely out of it because you healed him some, but he does seem a little wary of moving around after getting mm. his ass kicked. I, I guess I would say that Poppy just holds on to her flute as hard as possible and grabs for Jalen's hand. And she's looking towards the door to make an escape because there's nothing that she can really do. She's so small and pretty much can only heal and play music. So her combat is pretty lackluster. And all of your good combat spells would probably kill everyone in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you grab for Jalen's hand and he kind of like turns his head towards you and, and, and looks, uh, you know, at this act of kindness. And are you just kind of like pulling on like, go, let's go. Yeah. I mean, she also just like says to him, um, sometimes to be a hero, you have to know when to skedaddle. Yeah. So as you're kind of doing this uh, to try to get away, Yalric sees it and laughs, and he is then going to kind of try to grab at you to like grab your stuff and just take it from you as you're like holding on to Jalen's hand. Mm -hmm. As Jalen kind of looks up and notices this, he pushes you away like towards the door Aww. and like brings like a leg around to try to trip up Yalric and it kind of hits him in the back and staggers Yalric a bit, which gives you a moment to run uninterrupted if you would like. And Jalen's kind of like, go. Oh, I don't want to leave him. No, I'm already attached to him. <laughs> mm. I think I might, since he can't get through the door, since he's kind of on the floor after tripping Yolric, she takes out her dagger and looks him in the eyes and kind of wants some reassurance from Jalen that, you know, she could take this moment to kind of maybe cut Yolric's ankles to grab 
um, Jalen and get out the door. Uh, Jalen seems pretty, like, as you kind of take a quick look at him, after he pushed you and said go, his focus seems, like, to be on Yalric. It seems like his goal is, like, he saw your kindness, appreciated it, but didn't want you to get caught up in getting the shit beat out of you as well. Uh, so his goal and his attention is focused on Yalric. You know, he is trying to act as a distraction for you right now. It's like what you would pick up. If you would like to try to slash at Yalric's ankles, you know, go for it. But you, you get the sense looking at Jalen that his goal is to help you at this moment. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. So can I use Shatter? Let's see. Uh, each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on a point must make a con save. It takes 3d8 thunder damage. Oh, that would be save. everybody in the room. You would hit a lot of people in the no. room. You, you would hit Jalen with it. Um, you you could uh, do it. No, I don't want to leave him alone. <laughs> I feel so sad. He's like my brother. I only knew him for 20 minutes. <laughs> could you use like Presto to make it look like something's on fire or something uh with presto you can instantly light or snuff out a candle a torch or a small campfire oh. so i think I, I would say i would allow you to like yeah let something kind of not in like a it's not a way that's going to cause damage it's really a distraction sort yeah. of fire yeah <laughs> hmm. oh there's so many options how do people pick Whatever sounds coolest, usually. <laughs> I wish I had more combative abilities. It's starting to get me down. You have some good combative abilities. It's just uh, a the tough area. situation for them. Yeah. Not giving up on her newfound friend, Poppy stares at Yolric menacingly and screams, You stinky, gooby, dummy head! And uses her vicious mockery in order to maybe like knock him out or buy some more time for JJ to come to the door. Yeah, so you know, you're a little bit away as Jalen made some room for you, uh, which I guess did you, I imagine you use that to like make a little distance between you and Yalric so he can't just like grab your flute. Yeah. Yeah, and you uh, <laughs> give out the best string of insults. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, he will make his wisdom save. Uh, and, and yeah, your your save is 12. Your DC is 12. So he okay. needs to... Please, please, please. Seven. Okay. <gasps> Finally. Uh, so yeah. The pity roll. <laughs> you got a seven. So... I got a two. Two damage. All right. Uh, in general, this spell is not necessarily a high damage one. Mm. But I will say as it hits and like he like... He is not the type used to having someone insult him and it like giving him a migraine, you know? Yeah, just uh, an annoyance. So yeah, he kind of looks at you confused. You see like a little trickle of blood come down his face and he like wipes it away and he looks confused, which I'll say gives you like a like just a moment to try to escape and Jalen like kind of looks and seems like he's gonna try to take it and follow you as well, assuming you're trying to run out. Okay, and I probably run as fast as my little legs can take me out the door, leaving it open so that Jalen can follow behind. In the back of her mind, she's hoping that he does because she's already really attached to him as a person who even gave her the time of day to talk beyond a surface level conversation. 
Okay. You say the words, Yelric seems confused at like <laughs> this weird headache that came from you insulting <laughs> him. Uh, Jalen sees the opening and follows you. Make an athletics check of you just kind of sprinting out the back, you know, trying to avoid okay. anyone. I rolled a 13. You start running out as fast as your stubby legs can take you. And <laughs> Jalen uses this moment to kind of dodge out of the way and roll and follow after you, uh, avoiding the grab, not of Yalric, but of one of the henchmen uh, with him. And yeah, starts running. Jalen catches up to you pretty quickly as he's much faster than you. As regular uh, legs. <laughs> and I assume probably as you're going, like, he gets like a step ahead of you and like looks back and then just scoops you up and starts carrying you <laughs> like to, to move a little faster mm -hmm. as the two of you start running out the door. You hear yelling for a moment from some of the men and uh, eventually like as like you can kind of hear the footsteps and yelling of some of the men f trying to follow you out the back of the uh, the tavern. Um, but then you hear Yalric just say, Stop. Let's focus on what's on hand. There's just two of them. It's not that much. And, uh, yeah. The two of you run out. I like how you just peace out. <laughs> yeah, the two of you peace out of this tavern as they continue to rob it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, Poppy adjusts herself on the top of his shoulders kind of climbing up a little bit to sit on the top of them in order to see around and kind of free his arms up. And she kind of gives a little bit of a chuckle and says, I said you were my friend and I meant it. And she grabs her flute from her back pocket and kind of gives it like a little rub on her face and looks some pretty much extremely happy that she got to keep it as it's really the only thing she cares about in her life. Mm -hmm. uh, he just keeps booking it trying to get <laughs> far away like not wanting to get killed by these people at this moment and yeah eventually moving a little outside of town finds like a little patch of trees uh that he you know gets to kind of darts behind to get some cover sets you down and starts catching his breath and like wiping at his face like the blood that was on it being always around nature she grabs a couple of leaves and twigs and some berries that are around in the forest and starts making a concoction. She rubs it onto the leaf and then puts it all over his cut in order to heal it or at least aid in stopping the bleeding and says, Look, um, I'm here as much as I shouldn't be. I'm, I'm here to help you. And if you need anything, just ask. And with her comforting words, she hopes that it'll calm him down and make him feel as if he is comfortable again. Uh, yeah, make a medicine check for the things that you're gathering up to make Oh no, they're poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> medicine check. I rolled a 14. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you know enough about the stuff around the area that usually goes well and probably find some like aloe or something, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, leave to rub on it and, and mix it with some water. By no means do you ever feel like, you know, you're, you're certainly not someone who's super, super knowledgeable on this sort of thing, but you've learned enough. And I imagine your brother taught you a fair amount about yeah. these sorts of things. Um, and yeah, you make a little salve and, and rub it on a few of the wounds and seemingly doesn't necessarily heal his hit points, but yeah. does uh, bring relief to to uh, the fight. He seems pretty like frustrated in general. Uh, 
but it does seem to calm him a bit. Debbie Downer. <laughs> After seeing how he's still frustrated, Poppy wants things to calm down a little bit more and kind of ease his emotions. So she brings up a different conversation and simply asks, what are you even doing out here? Nobody ever comes out here. And gives him, you know, a couple more ointments on him, not necessarily doing anything, but kind of just relieving some of the stress. As you're kind of, you know, applying that, he like looks out back to the town and you can probably, yeah, roll a perception check, yeah. Okay. Well, I've had some pretty bad rolls, so <laughs> hopefully nothing bad happens. And I rolled a 19, fuck. Nice. Yeah, you see him kind of like looking back to the town, which, you know, you've gotten a little bit on the outskirts of it into a decent enough hiding place. But mm -hmm. there still is, a, from a distance, a view of the tavern. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's kind of just like looking at it, uh, keeping an eye out. And at a point, you can kind of hear the loud voices of men coming out and jumping onto horses, laughing and, and then riding away, which, which you take to be Yulrick and his men, you know, followed by kind of the slow trickle out of people who are frustrated and embarrassed and angry that they have had this experience and, and certainly just nervous in general from, from the experience they just went through. Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of looking out. He's like, I thought I was going to die. Kind of sensing his agony over the situation, Poppy tries to relieve the moment and says... Well, you thought you were going to die, but I need a new job in hopes to bring up his his a joyous laughter or something that can make him forget about the moment. He kind of looks at you uh, and ignores the, <laughs> the attempt. And you see him kind of uh, move a hand to his finger and, and, and rub the finger that used to have a ring on it uh, that is now empty. Oh no, it was Gucci. <laughs> she like grabs his hand and uh, his finger and pretty much her whole hand wraps around the one finger that he has <laughs> where he's rubbing it for the ring and says, was that something important to you? Like how Poppy's flute is important to her? Kind of looks at you like wanting to be frustrated at you, you know, and like wanting to be angry at Poppy, but just recognizing the innocence, you know, he says, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes me sad. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to cry in real life. <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> As a last ditch effort, she normally isn't a very touchy, loving person, but she kind of just gives him a hug around his arm, around his bicep, and says again, friends are always here for friends. And I said I was going to be your friend. He uh, seems taken aback. You get the sense, um, uh, roll an insight check. This okay. is a roll. <laughs> a roll, yes. Hmm, insight. Submit. I rolled a four. <laughs> Uh, Poppy would get the sense that she's an empath. Poppy, yeah. <laughs> Poppy would just get the sense, probably that he didn't get enough hugs when he was young. Are we projecting? And isn't used to it. Does this become a projecting therapy session? But no, yeah, Poppy would kind of get the sense of just like your read would be that he seems taken aback and you just kind of assume like 
the answer is Poppy giving a bigger hug. <laughs> I feel so bad. This is so sad. Is it always this sad? Sometimes. It's D&D. <laughs> Um, hmm. uh, but re- I mean, regardless what you can tell outside of an insight check, he does seem appreciative of your kindness. You know, you don't even need an insight check for that. Like it does. He does seem like he having someone here right now who is like at bat for him means something, you know, being somewhat of an awkward person. Poppy just jumps back a little bit, grabs her flute. Plays a little hot cross buns. Uh, he like grabs it and like, <laughs> like puts it down and like is like looking out like at where the men had been riding away just to make sure that like none notice. And he seems bad. But then he realizes like they seem to be a distance off and like <laughs> moves back and just leans back against the tree. Oh, you want a silent performance? And she starts to do a couple of random flips like a child being like, mom, look at this, look at this. Just. <laughs> yeah, roll a, roll an acrobatics check. <laughs> I rolled a 17. You do some nice flips. Uh, <laughs> nice and flip. as you're doing, like, I mean, this is probably just how Poppy, right, has learned, like, what people need is distractions. Yes. You know, like, uh, and, and that is how she tries to cope with any sort of frustration or <laughs> sadness that someone has. Uh, right. Is that a good read? Uh, yeah. Like, even yeah. if she's frustrated with herself, like if she's mad at something in a room or thinking about something, she'll just like just randomly start doing flips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are they? The puppy dog? This is how you get happy. Yeah. Yeah. He'll kind of put a hand up. Pop, puppies, stop. I, I appreciate you helping me get out of there. Trying to take the situation a little more seriously. She just gives a nod. And she thinks and says out loud, Um, when Poppy is sad, she eats food. Do you want to forge around or something? And grabs a handful of berries, handing them to him, not even knowing if they're poisonous or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, as you, like, kind of <laughs> grab berries around, uh, he, like, looks at them and seems to sort of pick through the different bushels that you <laughs> maybe, like... <laughs> bring over he seems pretty knowledgeable actually about what might be poisonous or not pushes away some that very clearly are (laughs) (laughs) uh and and then takes a different handful and uh eats a few of them probably telling that he he could use some food and you know offers them back to you as well kind of stuffing them in her cheeks like a chipmunk and having no manners just speaking while chewing her food she wants to show her support and lets out a very hearty we're gonna go get your ring back and gives him a couple more nods and excitement and enthusiasm he takes a long look at you you just met me why do you want to help because no one ever wants to help poppy he's definitely taken aback by that and opens his mouth to respond and then closes it and then opens it again to say something else but realizes like there's nothing to say to it and then he just nods She starts to kind of make a camp at where they are in order to have a place to sleep for the night. Just some bushels of leaves, survivor mode to lay on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she kind of just turns over and lays on top of them 
and pretty much just goes straight to sleep. No hesitation, no nothing, doesn't mm -hmm. even warn him, just goes, knocks out. Yeah, he, you know, definitely like wanting probably to have a little fire going. Like, <laughs> he, he would like keep vigil over a little fire for a little while uh, just to get some warmth and have something to sit and look at. You would notice it kind of as you are um, heading to sleep, he, he would take a look over and this is the first time, you know, as your eyes are like blurring and you're closing them, like you see the first smile you've seen from Jalen. Oh. It's just like a very quick one. Oh my God. <laughs> but just uh, since meeting him, the first actual smile seeming seemingly very appreciative of uh, <laughs> your offer to help and, and all that. This is my dream as an emo child. I just <laughs> the smile of an emo man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just writing my own fan fiction right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, you fall asleep quickly. And, um, you know, you know that you're relatively... Granted, obviously, a town did just get robbed, so there can be danger anywhere. But being close to the town, you're relatively in a safe space, right? Like, there's not mm -hmm. going to be tons of wolves yeah. <laughs> or bears or bandits uh, coming on, on. Typically, you know, it seems like that was a very targeted hit uh, that happened earlier in mm -hmm. the day. You wake up at a point and, and you see that Jalen has fallen asleep, um, just leaning against the tree. Uh, like sitting up, leaning against the tree, and, and emo. <laughs> yeah, hood up over his head, uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, you wake up as the sun rises, and, and Jalen stirs as well. And yeah, you you have that's a long rest, so all your spell slots are back. Yes, uh, I don't think you took any damage. Uh, only Jalen took damage, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you wake up the next morning. Um, Jalen seems healed up for the most part because that's how healing in D and D works. Oh, nice! He's gonna sleep and everything's back to normal. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, he's definitely like bruised, and you can tell bruised ego too is a big part of it. But, yeah, uh, he he seems healthy again for the most part in the in the D and D sense at least. What about his emotional scars? <laughs> yeah. Okay? You see that like sitting next to uh, like uh, on the fire is. Uh, a skinned squirrel um, and he kind of starts up the fire. He's like, I saw this running by our camp last night. Uh, if you're hungry. She gasps as loud as she can and says, puppy, puppy, no eat animals. Why, why did you do this? And looks very sad towards the squirrel because she lives in such a, a rural environment and, you know, being a gnome, she really just wants the best for all of the animals around her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, a Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, and, and yeah, <laughs> he um, moves it away kind of out of your sight. <laughs> Grabbing a couple more foraged items for the road, like nuts and stuff. She takes a couple bites, um, leans over, kind of gives him an up and down after the predicament and asks, do you know where other tall people live? Thinking that they all live together and trying to track down his ring. Um, you're saying non-gnomes? Yeah, yeah, tall people. Really, really, really tall people. Not like Poppy. Like people my height? Y yes, yes, just like you. Uh, we live everywhere. E everywhere? In the cities in this town? Well, I I want to go get your stuff back. Do you, do you know what tall city or tall town they might be in? 
I figured we'd start by heading back to the bar and looking for their tracks. They rode off on horses, so they probably left some sort of trail. Okay. And we'd follow that. Don't let... Don't let my old boss see me. I think I just quit by accident yesterday. Okay. Well, we can just go outside the bar if you don't want to go in it. Okay. Do you think anyone there would help us? Um, there used to be a woman that I saw there a lot of the time. She might be there this morning if we want to check. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then they start, I guess, like... Is she a fighter or a tracker or... Like, walking over there while he's just kind of walking and talking. She's kind of skipping and frolicking. She looks up at him. Poppy, is is the woman you? Uh, uh, uh sort of stun-locked. She <laughs> says, well, I, I was there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he gives a sigh. So it'll be the two of us then. Yep. <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah, and, and the two of you head head over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two of you walk up uh, to the tavern and, and start looking around. He seems to kind of like bend down and then look at the dirt. Are you going to attempt some sort of investigation as well? Of Yeah, like I think she sees in the distance some sort of rock that has a marking on it, but she might not know for sure. So she kind of points at it and says, look, look over there. <laughs> he kind of looks and says, why don't we focus on finding footprints for okay. <laughs> you get the sense like he's quite an accomplished tracker <laughs> yeah. and is, tr- is like, uh, you know, Poppy may be right, <laughs> uh, but let's start with footprints. So why don't you roll a survival check? He's also going to roll one. Okay. I rolled a nine. Da, da, da. Nine. Okay. Uh, you are able to see a lot of footprints in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there have been a lot of people here in the last day. And definitely one thing you can distinguish is there seem to be what look like tall people footprints and then also what look to be hoof prints. So can tall people have weird feet? And she kind of points at the, the hoof prints, not really knowing too much about the tall people around her because she lives in pretty much just this little tavern and has never been out in the open other than whenever she lived at home in the forest. Well, I, you know, actually they can. There are centaurs. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't think that's this. Centaurs, half humanoid, half horse. These might just be horses, though. She, like, contemplates kind of nodding, making mental notes that she's going to probably forget <laughs> in about five minutes. And... um gets down on the ground to kind of smell some of the prints and she she thinks that uh, this one kind of smells like the that big guy he was kind of stinky uh he <laughs> gives a look um and he nods and says i was thinking something along those lines <laughs> maybe we follow these horse prints and uh i mean they did seem to ride off on horses so might lead us in the right direction she kind of, like, since he's on the ground, she sees it as an invitation for her to jump up on his shoulder and kind of just exclaims, like, let's go, horsey! <laughs> he gives a sigh, uh, but also seems to realize that there's no one else to help him and has appreciated your kindness <laughs> and uh, allows it and starts walking. <laughs> um, after after you're walking a little while, you get to, like, the rock that you pointed out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, is this like a rock that you like have drawn on or something? Yeah, like, is that the thought? Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what's on the rock? Oh, look, that's that's Rocky's big brother, Rockifer. <laughs> He's like some kind of a, a giant smiley face kind of squiggled about it and, and not very drawn very well, but you can tell that it's smiling. Mm hmm. Mm. <laughs> he kind of looks at you, looks at Rockifer looks at you again you can tell like there's something that he doesn't want to ask but then realizes like he just is gonna ask it do you think Rockefeller saw anything <laughs> um she looks Rockefeller dead in the eyes kind of like she's listening but it's probably just in her head and she points in a random direction following the footprints and says they, they went that way and he wants us to ring Rocky back is that okay yes that sounds great. And, and as it's along the line of <laughs> where you are already heading. Uh, <laughs> like, yes, we can do that. We need some jetpacks or something. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, the two of you continue along. Um, there seems to be a point where the hoof prints stop and Jalen kind of like searches around uh, to see where they continue. Why don't you roll another survival check? Okay. Please, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. I rolled a 19. Ta-da. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like there's a point where they go off of the main path and start moving into a little bit of a wooded area. And Jalen is kind of like looking around, seeing, like knowing like no prints just end like this. They must have gone some direction. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at different spots just off the trail. And you actually notice some prints before he does. Um, is Poppy doing a good job? There's there's prints everywhere. Look right there. <laughs> he, uh, for a moment, like, ignores you. I'm like, yes, I'm sure there are, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she kind of just, like, nudges him again. No, no, I'm serious. Look, look, look. And uh, it's really just, like, a child kind of pushing him around and yeah. <laughs> showing him something important. <laughs> he, like, looks over. He's like, oh, shit. Uh <laughs> Probably good good work. She pretty much has the biggest smile she's had all day across her face and nodding. Like she's normally not used to praise and acceptance like that. So it really hits her deep and she's very happy that she feels like she's found a real friend. Yeah. Uh the two of you kind of continue along this new path and every once in a while it weaves and winds and Jalen seems largely on it. Uh he's trying to keep pretty quiet as you are tracking folks but you know there are a few times he makes conversation and at one point he says so tell me more about that flute of yours she already had it in her hands like most of the time just kind of holding on to it for comfort um feeling somewhat satisfied and relieved that he asked because most of the time people really don't give her the time of day with her own life beyond her performances um she looks up at him and says, this was my big brother's. One day he just left Poppy and I, I'm trying to find him. Although she looks sad, she also looks a little bit hopeful, hoping for some reassurance from her new companion. He gives a nod. It can be hard to have family leave. People you care about leave. Has that happened to you? He uh, touches his ring finger again and says, in a way... I guess I've kind of been the one to leave. Wanting to get some more information out of him, but make it less awkward. She says, 
do you want to sing about it? And takes her flute out, hoping that maybe he'll provide some lyrics and express his feelings to her. <laughs> uh, roll a persuasion check. <laughs> persuasion. Charismatic. I rolled a 19. Okay. He gives you a look. Not when we're on the trail. Not when we're on the trek. We wouldn't want to alert anyone to us, but I'll consider it. I'll write something out. And one day we can. <laughs> the, the sparkle in her eye shows that she's actually really excited to make music with somebody other than just herself. Thank you. I've never had a duet before. I'm, I'm really excited. He uh, nods and yeah. <laughs> now you have to write a song. I'm, I'm going to play while you sing it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to freestyle. Uh, and yeah, the two of you continue kind of tracking things every once in a while, losing uh, the, you know, different sense. But eventually Jalen or yourself are able to continue on mm -hmm. and, and keep keep the search going. Mm -hmm. and, you know, a few hours pass. It does seem like they traveled pretty far. You know, they probably wanted to get a decent ways away from the village or any sort of thing uh, that might make them easy enough to find. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the two of you continue along and, and you definitely get to a point where it's like mid to late afternoon and you're like taking a few steps forward. Imagine you're probably every once in a while just zoning out like with a song <laughs> in your head. Yeah. And you feel like at a point like just uh or you see Jalen like kind of put a hand out in front of you and like put a finger to his mouth to indicate to be silent. Kind of with puff cheeks trying her best to win the silent game. She whispers, what, what do you see? What's, what, why are we being quiet? Roll a perception check. I got a 15. Okay. Yeah, with a 15, uh, you kind of sit and listen as he's saying like, as he gives you the signal to be quiet right after you ask. And he kind of like points in a direction. You see like a thin trail of smoke that looks like it belongs to a campfire coming out of some trees and the sound of a handful of people kind of talking, laughing every once in a while. It also seems like there are horses in the area, uh, you know, stomping and neighing every once in a while. It seems like a group of people that are camped away uh, in a pretty, you know, you are pretty like deep into the wilds. You are far off the main road. This is not a spot that most people, <laughs> you know, would just <laughs> come to. So you, you would get the sense, although you don't have a visual necessarily, that you are in very close distance to the uh, Yalrick and his group. She starts skipping forward, kind of like looking back at her friend and thinking, um, maybe they want to be friends with them as well, not fully understanding that it could be Yolrik. And she's starting to pick up pace, walking towards them, hoping for uh, another round of, of friendship and companionship with other people. And just says, I'm so excited. Let's go see. He like <laughs> grabs your arm <laughs> and uh, is, is trying to like move you away, like move you away from that camp. And like is giving the sign like, no, not a good idea. Oh, <laughs> like, so you're not... jealous? You don't want me to have other friends? He's like, Shh, it's them. <gasps> <laughs> so, so what do we do? And she kind of rummages around knowing that she really only has like a couple sticks, her dagger and her flute on her, holding out them in front of him to show that she's pretty much unarmed other than her dagger. She takes a look. I'm pretty good at sneaking around. I can try to get a look and then 
come back and tell you what everything seems like. Okay, Pop, you sit right here. And she kind of like pops a squat and all the, the dust and dirt on the floor kind of like lead up and, and explode <laughs> away from her. Yeah. He uh, kind of looks where you sat, which I imagine is just out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> and like kind of just nudges you to be at least behind a tree. Oh, okay. We're going to be secret spies. She kind of just like maneuvers behind and, and, and peeks out looking at him. Yeah. Uh, roll, roll an insight check. Okay. There's a lot of ins, inside intimidation, investigation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I rolled a 14. Yeah. Uh, what I'll say, what Poppy sees is like a look of fear across his face. <laughs> what you as a player would be like, what I'll let you know, like the, the view if you were watching the movie oh. is like his internal monologue is, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but she's like, stay here, all right? Okay. Um, but but be safe. And she just kind of reassures him that everything could probably be all right after seeing his face. But inside, she's a little worried that things might go wrong. Yeah, he gives a nod and he says, "If you hear this noise," and he kind of puts his hands to his mouth and makes what sounds like a little bird whistle, uh, which sounds very organic to the area. Now you have to do it. I'm immersed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but good, you know, but good. But good, um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does that and says, if you hear that, run. She nods, but still after the first time, she doesn't really want to leave him behind, and it shows on her face that anxiety is kind of coming in. And she knows that friends never leave friends, so she just agrees to make him feel better. Okay. Uh, roll a deception check. Now I'm a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled a 17. Okay. You know, he certainly is someone who seems to struggle to get a full understanding of you, uh, but as you nod, he seems content with that and doesn't mm -hmm. try to, like, be, like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, he uh, skulks off, puts his hood up, and kind of starts darting between trees. Five minutes pass. Oh, five minutes? Yeah, five minutes pass. She's still sitting on the ground, kind of like behind the tree, drawing in the dirt with a stick, just entertaining herself so that way she doesn't run off and go see some things in the distance. Mm -hmm. Since five minutes have passed, she kind of just starts becoming worried and steps out from the tree just a little bit with the little courage she has left. I, I hope he's okay. And she starts making it closer and closer to where he originally had went into the trees. Yeah, roll a perception check. Perception roll. Um, I got an 11. Uh, yeah, as you take uh, like a step out, you hear Jalen's voice from the side of you. I said, don't go anywhere. <sighs> I was scared. Poppy was really scared that you got hurt. And she's kind of like overwhelming at this moment, like looking at him. And then she walks up to him very carefully and quietly due to her small stature and just kind of like goes up to him and hugs his arm again. I'm, did you see anything? I'm still kind of scared. It's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, he puts his hood down uh, and sits uh, and kind of like starts drying out some stuff in the dirt. Uh, there's a total of 10. 10? 10 of them including their leader, uh, Yalric. So there's a fair amount. It seems like at any given time, there are four who are 
kind of standing watch a little outside of the camp, kind of doing a patrol. <gasps> and others are mostly just around the fire, eating, counting through the stuff they got. Poppy has an idea. Do you want to listen to Poppy's idea? Uh, knowing that he has no choice but to listen to Poppy's idea after spending this much time with her, he just nods and says, Yes, Poppy, I would. What, what if I make a fire in the corner to catch the guards' attention and distract them so we can either go after them or go into the, the big of the meat? He kind of gives a thought. <sighs> so distract the camp to get them to do what? Go somewhere further away or just... The, the guards, the guards. Okay. Are you just trying to distract them so that we can attack the guards or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, like, nods feverishly, kind of excited for the chase, but still very nervous. <laughs> he gives a thought. Certainly we could. I mean, night is coming soon, so we might be able to go through and distract the guards uh, and take them out. I don't know if you want to do that one by one. I worry that if we make too much noise, we'll attract the other people in the camp. So do you have a better idea? Somewhat, like, annoyed that he didn't instantly agree with her. <laughs> No, I think your idea to distract them is great. I don't know that fighting 10 people is really <laughs> going to be the best for us unless we do it kind of one by one, which might be hard. I think the distraction's great. We just need to figure out the best distraction. Hmm. So what can Presto do? Just like the fire and stuff or what else? Yeah, Presto's smaller stuff. So it's going to be like lighting candles, uh... Yeah, lighting candles or small fires. Oh. You can, like, clean your clothes or make <laughs> something. Yeah. I would say if you're trying to do a big distraction, Presto is more of, like, small stuff, oh. right? Like, Presto might, like, if you're on a one-on-one -on -one situation, it might, like, put some sparks in someone's face that might give them disadvantage on an attack. So, yeah, I think, I think if you're looking for a distraction for this camp to maybe, like, as a thought to either get them to be paying attention to something else to attack them or to like lead them away from their main camp. So you can like try to go in and grab stuff. Uh, suddenly like sort of like a light bulb comes up on her head and she looks so exasperated over at her friend and exclaims, what if we make a lot of noise with the, 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 the thunder wave, but you'll have to get really far away. Cause Bobby doesn't want to hurt you. He gives a thought. So you'll use your thunder wave, mm -hmm. which will make a loud noise, and try to pull them away from the camp. Mm -hmm. And we'll scram. Okay. So where should I? I should be away. And do you, where? What do you want me to do? Um, if you want to try to run in and grab your ring, maybe we could look through the sacks while I do my thunder wave, and then maybe climb up the tree. So you'll make the sound away, hopefully leading some of. Or maybe all of them away. I'll go mm. into camp. Are you going to stay by where you cast Thunderwave? Or are you going to run to the camp as well? I'll follow you. But I might just be a little bit farther behind. Okay. What do you think? Do you think it's worth it? I think it could. I imagine if there was some sort of lo loud, weird noise, they'd want to go check it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At the very, I mean, if it got all of them away, that'd be amazing. And even if it just got some, we might be able to hand handle them a little better. Poppy, mm -hmm. it's a great idea. <gasps> Thank you. She blushes a little bit and turns away. He kind of like gives himself a nod, trying to like hype himself up for it, being like, <laughs> we're not going to die. 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 <gasps> 
If we live, can you sing a song with Poppy? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and this kind of like encourages her to do better because she has something to look forward to other than her, other than JJ's happiness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, run. Get away from here. After he runs away a little bit, she kind of thinks herself that she's going to switch up and not really tell him so it wouldn't worry him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she grabs uh, Shara through like music or like through like yelling or something. It's just like a loud ringing noise oh. that's really loud and intense will start up from a spot. You know, you probably use it. I, I'd, I'd like imagine like you are looking at a spot and you are playing a note from your flute oh. that like then almost like that loud shrill instead of coming from where you are is coming from this spot. Yeah. Like six feet away. With her hands coated in sweat, she grabs her flute, shaking, and looks into the distance near the guards and lets out a very loud shriek. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So in general, you see Jalen kind of sneak around to the other side of like, like kind of coming from the back and you move along towards the camp and, and pick a spot. Uh, how far away do you want this noise to be from the camp? Um, I guess like in between the guards and like the camp, are they next to each other or are they separated? From what Jalen would have explained is like the guards there. I mean, so there's like four people who have been patrolling who are probably only standing about like 40 feet from the camp itself. Mm. And then the other six are in the camp just hanging out. Uh. Um, so if you're trying to do it between it, like it's not going to give a lot of distance. So you... Yeah, so yeah, you'd probably want to not have it be between the camp and the guards. But yeah, you can choose how far you want the noise to be from the camp in general. She shoots it a little bit to the left, but into the forest. So that way they'd have to get up and go check it out and wrench to the right where Jalen is. Okay. So distance-wise, what do you want that to be? Like a... Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like a quarter mile? I mean, I feel like you probably wouldn't want to go more than yeah, a quarter Yeah, probably mile, around far. a quarter of a mile. And as she's running back over to him, she's stumbling a little bit, tripping on herself and really just like losing her balance and throwing her arms out behind her to keep some sort of coordination. You play out that loud noise, like just kind of on the edge where it's like far enough away, but it is still audible. And it is this weird, just discordant ringing in the distance, mm -hmm. uh, a little loud and uncomfortable uh, for all to hear. When she slowly gets closer to him in a somewhat fearing voice, she says, are, are, are they moving? Or has anybody moved? Yeah. Roll a stealth check for me as you're kind of heading over okay. as well. I rolled a uh, 22. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you uh, do the noise and then kind of s just slink away. You're probably not paying all that much attention to the movements of them as you're <laughs> just trying to get there without being noticed. But yeah, as you get to Jalen and ask, he kind of points out and you see that everyone in the camp has kind of gotten up and seems like they have been alerted to this noise. Mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, the Metal Gear exclamation point uh, <laughs> is, is about them. You see the four who are kind of standing guard, like do a little bit of a wave over to one other and five in total start to walk towards the noise. And the others who are there, including Yalric, who is staying there, all seem to kind of be on their guard. You know, they're not like sitting back down. Relaxing. <laughs> to just chill. Yeah. But like... 
and then they're not necessarily like starting to do rounds around the camp, but they are looking out, you know, a few of them have pulled out their swords just in case something goes wrong. You know, they are on alert, but yeah, five of them. So half of them kind of go off to your noise. So it's just the other five at the camp. Wondering what else they could do. She looks at him with half their mission pretty much going the way it should and asks, do you have a good arm on you? He kind of like moves, you know, his, he has a little, you know, coat and he moves his coat and you see a bunch of daggers inside. I can throw these all right. Oh, Poppy just meant like a rock or something, but if we're going to go all out, we're going to go all out. <laughs> well, I don't know that we'll be able to get these away from the camp. Poppy, have you killed anyone before? N no, I've, I've killed people with laughter. And she kind of just remembers people buckling over and laughing during her performance. <laughs> All right. Well, if you can, you know, at least distract or knock them out or get them uninterested in fighting in some way, that'd be good. And I can handle the others. You, you want Poppy to give a performance? Well, I mean, if you mean by fight, I mean, don't just play your music, but if you have different magics, like the one you cast to make that noise. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. And she... Uh, looks excited over at him and kind of lets him know, I I saved my thunder attack. Okay. All right. Or I could climb the tree and throw rocks at people. That seems fun. <laughs> kind of looks and is like, I, I think we'll need something stronger than rocks for the rest mm. of these. Mm -hmm. Unless you want to have some other way to lead them away. No. I guess then she kind of questions him, wondering, um, am I supposed to go after the guards and you go into the camp all by yourself? That sounds scary. Both of us could go in the camp, try to attack who's there and uh, grab as much stuff as we can, grab our things and go. She nods, agreeing, and sort of looks towards a bush and wants to let him know that she could hide in there while he can kind of sneak around a little bit. And um, she's, you know, she's up for a stealth mission. So you want to just try to sneak into the camp around these five or are you trying to if you want fight them what do you what do you mm, want poppy could fight them so that way they learn their lesson let's go i'll go i'll go into the bush and you'll be next to me and i'll go first and maybe try to reason with them then if things go bad we can use our abilities and all the daggers you brought. He looks, gives a small nod. All right. He points to a spot. He like scans the camp and points to a spot that's like a little bit away from the bags and what all that stuff like that they seem to have where they're collecting mm -hmm. things. And he says, you walk and stand right there and try to reason with them. And I'll uh, wait around in case anything goes wrong. You're going to eat. Doing their stuff. Yeah, I'll sneak behind and try to grab the things as you reason with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And she goes out to the assigned spot and looks over with a nod of agreement to let him know that she's ready to go and reason with them. Okay. Yeah. As you walk to the spot uh, as like the distraction spot, you kind of see him slink down into the shadows and, and you lose track of where he is. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. yeah, and you step forward 
<laughs> out into the camp. At this point, I imagine like the men are pretty far away, you know, mm -hmm. who the five who like left. Mm -hmm. They are out of not earshot, but out of visual yeah. space. They seem it would take them a little bit to get here. So you definitely have a little time before having them return. And yeah, you take a step and you're not trying to be stealthy or just stepping <laughs> forward. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you uh, step forward and it takes a minute for any of them to notice. Uh, or, or yeah, you step forward. Do you say anything? or? She, um, she kind of clears her throat a little bit and looks towards the leader. <clears throat> as soon as you clear your throat, like three men turn towards you <laughs> like and have swords pointed. Yelric's eyes are on you. Uh, you see him give, like, a little half smile. Uh, and yeah, go ahead. L long time no see. And she lets out a little giggle, um, albeit a little bit nervous, and tries to charm him and win him over with um, a smile on her face saying, um, you took something really important from my friend. Uh, you can keep everything else. We just want this one little thing, please. Gives him some puppy dog eyes. He, like, takes a step towards you and, and the other men are too. They like still have their swords out. Seeing that it's just you at the moment, they seem a little more at ease. Are you, uh, by charming him, are you casting charm person yeah. or is this just a, okay, okay. So you are trying to charm person him yes. uh, with it. All right. And your DC is 12. Yes. All right. Please roll low, please roll low. A natural one. Yes. <laughs> yes, finally. Or oh, okay. you're lying <laughs> to make me happy. Finally, yes. <laughs> 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 All right, that one. Okay, so you attempt to charm a humanoid creature you can see within range. It must make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if you're, you're not fighting it currently. Okay, it has failed, so it is charmed. Okay. The charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. Ooh. And when the spell ends, it knows it was charmed by you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> It does have an hour. Oh, an hour. Holy crap. That's a long time. I need this in real life. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. A perfect time for me to get a bad roll. Damn. <laughs> He's not just going to give it to me, is he? <laughs> One thing I need you to do is like make a sleight of hand check as well. Okay. So this worked. It has charmed him. He is charmed. But if it's very obvious that you are casting this spell, his men will be suspicious. Oh, okay. So, so you will want to do a sleight of hand. Okay. I got a seven. <laughs> okay. Yorick looks at you and his face softens a fair bit. Your, your The ring, your friend's ring. That's what he wants. And she nods enthusiastically. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, if you could give that to Puppy, I could just leave or go get you a drink or something. And she smiles nervously, hoping that she's convincing him enough to hand it over. And I assume we did also take your rock. <gasps> yes, and Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Um, she was so trying to help out her friend that she totally forgot about Rocky. And she looks around. Is, is he here? Are you treating him well? He uh, touches his pocket and like realizes he never took it out. <laughs> he didn't really care enough to actually look. He holds it and is like, yes, holds it out. And he says to one of the men, grab that ring too. <laughs> and one of the men looks at him and looks at you. Ulrich, she, she casts something on you. I was like, no, she's a, she's a friend. Why would she do that? 
Ark, you were going to kill her last night. I wouldn't kill my friend. I was just playful stealing of her things. It's <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> Are you just kind of like giving the hands behind? I, uh, yeah, I'm like reaching. I'm, I'm like, I have my hands behind my back, swaying a little bit, like walking closer to him and trying to grab Rocky while they're discussing. Okay. Yeah. So you, you're kind of reaching out to Rocky. <laughs> he kind of like pulls it back, not like meaning to pull it back from you, but like in a conversation mm. with one of his guards who's like, you're being charmed right now, bro. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not. This is just my friend. So I think in general, he is just going to be charmed. His men aren't yeah. <laughs> and are on to you. Uh, but certainly having him not trying to mess with you is, is all right. You know, That's good. Hoping uh, oh, yeah, they're just going to get it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're kind of arguing with him. Uh, make a perception check. Okay. I rolled an eight. You do not notice anything. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are arguing. And, and Yalrek is... Just saying, we can give them the things. It's not that big of a deal. And uh, one of them goes and, like, tries to, like, kind of push Yalric and be like, snap out of it. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with me. And he pushes back a little bit. (laughs) And then one of the men looks at you and says, maybe if we knock her out, the spell will end. (gasps) And I need you to roll initiative now. Initiative? Okay, please be something good. Please be something good. Please, I just want to get my friend his ring back. Um, I rolled a 12. Okay, cool. It's funny. This is, I can't, I can't believe it. Like, I make a big villain and like, you have charmed him. <laughs> I hope. He is just charmed now. All right. So, you got a 12. Okay. Oh, this is so, so messy. It's great. Yulrick is charmed by you. <laughs> he rolled a 16. <gasps> so he's higher, but okay. All right, so uh, the one who is closest uh, and, and began the attack will get to attack first mm-hmm. uh, and, and is has his sword and is just going to swing it at you. Okay. He. <laughs> what? Uh, another not one. Oh, he rolled yes! a not one, so he misses you yes! like a motherfucker. He, he swings, uh, not used to fighting gnomes, <laughs> and just like completely above your head and misses you. It's an interesting spot because Yalric is charmed by you, right? Yes. So he views you as a friendly acquaintance. These are still his men, right? Yes. So he's not going to be like, I'm going to kill my men to help you. Yeah. Uh, but he is in a spot of like, why are my men attacking my friend? Yes. You know? So he's going to not attack with his sword, but he's going to grab the one who just swung at you to kind of be like, oh, hold back, leave her alone. Um, so he's going to try to grapple that one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you have a weird position here where <laughs> Yulrik is not like, you know, he's in, he's a neutral position, <laughs> mostly trying to stop the combat. She kind of looks beyond the combat after having a sword just swiped above her head and is looking for... A, Jalen to see if he's anywhere near the bag to try and find his ring. Let me finish Yalric's turn and then I'll, I'll give you the chance to do that. Okay. Okay, so Yalric grabs for this guard who just, uh, for for this really bandit, guard is probably the wrong word, <laughs> uh, but, but one of his cronies, he grabs for him and just as you ducked from the swing of the bandit, the bandit ducks from Yalric's grab and is just like looking at him flabbergasted. <laughs> like my boss is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is you. So I'll um say for this, like your bonus action will be taking a quick glance. Okay. Um. So yeah, roll a perception check as you kind of like look around. Okay. Why do I have a candle? 
Candles are good. I rolled a... Da -da 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 -da. Something. An 18. Yeah, you look to the stuff and you see Jalen kind of going through a lot of it. You see him seemingly grabbing things that maybe aren't all his. <laughs> uh, he seems to be kind of packing his things with whatever he can. I guess like she wants to, am I allowed to go or is that my turn? Uh, that's your bonus action. So you have your action. So you can do some sort of attack or cast a spell. I think at this moment, she realizes that the best way to go about this through all the bickering is to just kind of distract more rather than go in for a full force attack. Mm -hmm. She um, tries her best to tell another one of her great one-liners to ensue maybe laughter to distract the camp even more from the rummaging going on behind them. Okay. Uh... Why did the chicken cross the road to, um, to take a nap? Are, are, is this just a joke or is it, are you doing it with a spell Yeah, with the well? hideous laughter smell. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, who, which one do you want to do it on? This... The one who attacked you or? Oh, a creature of your choice. Hmm. Yeah, so right now, pretty much the situation is there, there's you in the camp. There is Jalen by the supplies. Obviously, you're not attacking Jalen. There is Yalric, who is trying to kind of stop the fight. Okay. And then there are four other cronies around. Oh, it's just uh, one. Who all seem hostile towards you. There's one who just attacked you, and then there's three others who are making, like, steps towards you. So you could pretty effectively get rid of one of, you know, like... Yeah, maybe the one that... Well, I, I think she... She kind of thinks in her head to leave the one that's arguing or having a stance against the leader with mm -hmm. as just attacking with him so that way that they're already distracted and goes for one of the freestanding guards. So that is a save and then right? Or is that an attack? Wisdom save and throw. And you said yours was twelve, right? Yes. Your save DC. Mm-hmm. Alright. But 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 not a one, but Yes! So, <laughs> oh my god, I'm the luckiest uh, person in the world. He he looks at you and uh what was the joke again? Chicken Cross uh, the road. You know, <laughs> thinking about chickens and roads and <laughs> and uh he gives a chuckle and then another and then another and just falls down <laughs> onto the ground laughing. Yes. <laughs> so cool. Alright, so I think that's you've used two first level spells now and one second level. Yes. Okay. That's just, just got some spells left. Yes. Cool. Um, sweet. Uh, so that one who's up next falls onto the ground laughing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, another one is going to run up to you and take a swing with his sword. Uh oh. That is a eleven to hit. Mm hmm. What is your AC? A thirteen. Thirteen. So an eleven does not hit. So he misses with his swing. <laughs> It's just like all alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, another one is going to run up and make an attack as well. Okay. Uh, his was a, a twenty-one. Oh, <laughs> so that, oh, that's that not good. Hits. Um, okay, you. A few things happen. So one is you take ooh, nine points of slashing damage as his sword kind of cuts across your chest. Jeez. So your total hit points are 24. Um, so nine points, so 15. So now you're at 15, mm -hmm. yeah. 
So big slash. And I need you now to make a wisdom check. Okay. To maintain concentration on your spell. So this will be core. You have to roll above a a 10 or higher. A 10 or higher and wisdom. Yeah. And that's you maintain concentration on your spell. Okay. I'm nervous. I got it. Ugh. 14. 14, yeah. Uh, you take the big slash, you know, you have not really been hit like this before in your life and it hurts and there's some blood is welling up and the guy on the floor is still laughing his ass <laughs> off. Uh, he has not stopped. But all right, yeah. <laughs> we live in a society. We li- <laughs> Back to the top of the order now. The one who attacked you in the first place but was kind of getting in with it with Yalric Instead of swinging at you again, he's kind of like pissed that Yalric tried to like grab him. <laughs> uh, he's not gonna swing his sword at Yalric because again, they're friends, uh, but he is gonna like clock Yalric in the face, <gasps> kind of an attempt to like knock him <gasps> out of whatever this charm is, is his goal, seemingly. The girls are fighting. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he hits, he makes contact with Yalric and Yalric takes some damage. Yalric does not seem like his focus has changed. Uh, he does seem pretty pissed at his guy now. <laughs> and in response, he is going to dive at his crony and just try to, like, tackle him again. Oh, my God. Uh, so it'll be a competing grapple check. <laughs> yeah, and he just jumps on him and, like, tackles the guy who just punched him in the face uh-huh. and pins him to the ground. Uh, it, it reminds you for a moment of the way he had kind of, like, twisted at Jalen's arm the night before. <laughs> And yeah, it's WWE so that's move. Him. Yeah, and then next is you had seen him a moment going like through everything, trying to grab as many things as possible. But as soon as you took the slash and uh, yelled out, you saw like Jalen's head kind of pop up, and now you see him throwing a knife at the one who just uh, slashed at you. Unfortunately, that'll miss. It flies over his shoulder, uh, and he kind of like is alerted to Jalen. And he yells out, attack at the camp, attack at the camp. Like just trying to be as loud as possible to to get the other people. So Jalen misses with his dagger, but has made a thrill. And and this guy has yelled things out. Um, You are up now. Oh my God, dude, he effed it all up. (laughs) I had everything under control. But he cares about you. He doesn't want you to die. This is horrible to you play made a friend. <laughs> dude, your feet, Jalen, you're feeding. He's feeding, dude. <laughs> but that was nice. He had good intentions. <laughs> Can I insult the guy who's yelling for the other people to with like vicious mockery in hopes that he stops yelling? I mean, you could try. Alarmed at how fast Jalen came to her rescue, she feels a sense of warmth inside of her that she's never felt before and turns over to the guy who's shouting and uses all of the insults she has on book in order to hopefully get him to stop yelling. You freaking loser dumpster diver, knuckle sandwich goofball, stop yelling. All right. Uh, an 11. So your your spell save DC is 12. <laughs> yeah. So he fails. Uh, so he he uh, rolled damage on that. Okay. Two. 
two. All right, two damage. So he, similar to Yalric the night before, gets a little nosebleed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he will have disadvantage on his next attack. Okay. Which is something. That's good. So that's, that's yeah, you. Anything else you want to do? You have a bonus action. You ha- have like healing work. You have taken some damage. Oh, I could so. heal myself. <laughs> you could heal okay, yourself. I forgot. I'm not normally thinking about myself. I'm thinking about other to, people. But... <laughs> Yeah, for my bonus action, she uses Bardic Inspiration to aid Jalen after he made a very touching moment on her and made her realize that she needs to be there for him as well. Okay. Do I have to sing or something? How do you want to inspire? (laughs) Jalen, Jalen, that's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. Yeah. He, uh, he seems a little warmed and heartened by it. <laughs> Do you want to stay where you're standing or? I guess I'll like hop back a little bit closer to Jalen, knowing that he's definitely way more combative than I could ever be. Yeah. So if you move out of range of the guy that attacked you, he gets an attack of opportunity. So if you want to just kind of like shuffle around him to at least be more on the side that Jalen is on, you can do that. But you're still like in range. Mm -hmm. I'll do that. Just like for a sense of security. All right. um, So this guy who, so that's your turn. Uh, There's the guy who's on the ground laughing. He gets to make a save every round. Okay. A five. Uh, so he does not say <laughs> he's so still funny. laughing. Uh, your chicken joke. <laughs> Next up, there's let's see, there's two who attacked you, one missed you. Okay, they're gonna keep attacking you. Okay, so one is going to take a swing, and it is a 15 to hit. <laughs> so you have one more bardic inspiration. Uh, you have an ability called Cutting Words where you can use one of your bardic inspiration points to roll a d6 and subtract that from their roll. I definitely have to. I have like no HP left. I got a three. So halfway there. Uh, So it was a 15 to hit. Now it's a 12 to hit. What is your armor class again? 13. 13? Okay, so that misses. <laughs> yeah, that was it. You, would need, you needed at least three. Uh, I love gambling. So hit that one. <laughs> hit that was gonna roll. Yeah, good use. What do you say to to like distract him as he's um, swinging at you? Your shoes are untied. He's a cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> looks down. Uh, and yeah, and actually one of his boot places is untied. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he swings and misses you uh, with that. Okay. Cool. Perfect. The other one is going to attack you. He has disadvantage though because of your uh, vicious mockery. Mm. He's got a nosebleed, so he's going to attack. One of them was a 22 to hit. The other was a 10. So uh, he has to go with the lower because he has disadvantage. So good use of vicious mockery. Uh, He will miss you. Yes. So these these motherfuckers just miss (laughs) him all day. I feel so powerful. Um, (laughs) Yeah, cool. Uh, so then there is, back to the top of the round, there is the one who is being pinned currently by Yalric. He is going to try to get Yalric off of him. Uh, he does not succeed. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, and Yalric has, like, him pinned with the un- one arm, and he's, like, looking back to the rest of his men. Leave her alone. Just just let them go, okay? <laughs> let the guy have his ring. Like, she's my friend, you know? Let, let him go. Aww, what a nice guy. Uh, he does seem like a little concerned with 
Jalen in a way that he's not to you. Oh, yeah. Because he, he does not have any sort of charm to it. But because you're together, there is like a, you know, you know, <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. But but it does seem Jalen's probably more odd than ice. With not him. guilty by association. <laughs> he mostly cares about protecting you. But yeah, yeah. So next up is Jalen, who threw a knife and is running up and is going to now try to stab the guy who attacked. Oh, yes. Kill him. Fight night. <laughs> yeah. He runs out. So he attacks the guy who had hit you and just uh, had the nosebleed who he did vicious mockery and just kind of jabs uh, the knife into his side and the guy's eyes roll back into his head and he collapses <gasps> to the ground. One shot. Glass cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he hit the exact amount of damage he needed to knock him out uh, because of the damage you had done. So it works a team effort. Uh, so that guy's knocked out. Um, this does get um, Yalric to like look with concern at one of his men and look at Jalen who just knocked him down. Mm. Uh, it's not Yalric's turn, so he can't move ha. yet, but you do see him kind of loosen his grip on the guy he tackled uh -oh. and his eyes are on Jalen. Uh oh, not my friend. Now it is your turn. So there's one who's like knocked out. There's one who's on the ground laughing. Uh, there's one who's perfectly fine. And then there is the one that Yalric has tackled and Yalric. Oh. Can I just attack the other guy? The one who's like fine and healthy? Yeah, with like a knife or something? Yeah, you have a dagger. Okay, I I want to fisty cuffs him. She like starts going towards him and makes a lunge with her dagger to do damage to him. All right. I got a 20. 20 to hit, sweet. So 20 hits, uh, now roll damage. I got a five. Five, all right, sweet. Is that good? Five is pretty good damage. Okay. So this one who's been attacking sees uh, Jalen bring the friend down and then sees you and then like looks down and sees you with a knife and is like, ha ha. And then you just swing it uh, and like cut his kneecap. Ow, ow. Uh, he's still up, uh, definitely looking pretty hurt. Mm -hmm. And you hear Yelric yell out like, stop, stop fighting. You're gonna kill each other. <laughs> And that's you. Uh, the guy's still up. Do you want to do anything else? Um. You do have your bonus action if you'd like to use healing word or something. Am I? I guess I'll heal myself because I'm pretty low, and I don't know if I have any more like tricks in my bag if I get hit again. Yeah. So I okay. guess I'll, I'll healing word. Um, inspire myself by saying, um, uh, "Get all better." <laughs> I think you have one first level and one second level. Okay. So you have like shatter left. <sighs> A five healing. Five. All right, you heal five. Wow, back to 20, baby. Not bad. <laughs> cool. Uh, that's you. Uh, you want to move at all, or you kind of like back to back with Jalen? Yeah, like like Avenger style. Like we're just like back to back, yeah. uh, you know, looking cool. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what matters. There's the one who's laughing. Got an 11, so is going to continue laughing. <laughs> Uh, sweet. That was the best joke I ever told in my life. <laughs> um, and then there's the one who you just attacked who's going to attack you back. Okay. That is a 11 to hit, which your AC is 13, right? Yeah. That'll miss. Nice. I feel so lucky. <laughs> one dude is bleeding out on the ground. <laughs> There's the guy who's been pinned under Yalric. Mm. Uh, Yalric is going to stand up, though. Okay. And he is going to make one more appeal to you. 
y'all stop fighting. This is becoming a problem. And he's like definitely glancing at Jalen, kind of like not having the same positive emotions he has towards you, towards Jalen. And you just saw Jalen take out one of his men. Let me help my man. Looking towards this direction after he exclaimed, no more fighting, uh, she just questions, well, just give us the stuff and we'll leave. See, I guess technically Jalen was first, but he would like take, he would follow your lead. Oh, okay. Uh, but he is holding a, a dagger. So that's my bad. But he he's kind of like watching you like <laughs> in a position to attack mm -hmm. like at any moment. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then you say that roll a persuasion check. Okay. I got a 15. He never gave back <laughs> uh, Rocky. He like looks at Rocky. <laughs> And looks at you and he tosses Rocky to you. I give him a hug after I catch him and just kind of jump around in circles excitedly. Rocky, 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 I missed you. Now, the ring? And she looks a little bit confused at him. He kind of looks at you all. Jalen is like, I, I got it. Oh. <laughs> um, am I just allowed to leave? Um, <laughs> Yorick would be like, you have the things you came for. Let me heal my man and... Listen, let's, we're friends, Pop. <laughs> if you can put behind my men attacking you, I can put behind you attacking my men. Mm, I guess I could do that just because I really like you, but nobody else would ever get this treatment from me. <laughs> she kind of like just starts walking towards the exit with Jalen. I assume he's somewhat like confused. Slow, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there is still the crony who has been attacking you who knows Yalric is charmed, right? <laughs> uh, and like knows what's going on. And he like turns to, we can't do this. And the one that Yalric was pinning, who is now like Yalric has moved off of is standing up as well. It's like, snap out of it, sir. But yeah, are the two of you just kind of moving out like slowly? <laughs> yeah, like slowly walking backwards. Okay, here's what we'll do. Okay, <laughs> I, I, you probably weren't expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think it would go this way. <laughs> But yeah, you take you take a few steps back. As you move out of his range, the one who just missed you, Crony Number Three mm -hmm. is his name. Okay, cool name. You, you do provoke attack of opportunity as you move away from him, mm -hmm. so he will attack you. Okay. As you're trying to kind of move away. And like, if I dodge this, do I get to leave? Uh, you do dodge it. He, and oh. he rolled a second, so you, you miss it. So he swings at you, and you start kind of backing away. Uh, Jalen backing away as well. Uh, are you doing it slowly, or do you... I think at first it was slow to cause no suspicion, and then after the guy attacks me, since it technically broke the agreement that we had, I kind of just, like, dash for it. Okay. As you start dashing, Yolrik walks over towards the man that was hurt by Jalen mm -hmm. and like seems like his focus is trying to help him because he doesn't really care about you guys because you charmed him. Yeah. Uh, and just wants to help his guy. Aww. The other two are going to chase after you. Oh. They will start chasing you and they will be yelling to try to bring over the other five uh, uh, who did stuff. Uh... Uh, but yeah, you and Jalen start running. I need you to make an athletics check. Oh no, this is where it's all gonna go wrong. <laughs> I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling, and I got a 18. 18, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the two of you just start sprinting. You know, every, like, he's not carrying you because, 
like he's more of like running a bit ahead of you, trying to push things a lot out of the way to like clear a bit of a path. Aww. You know, and every once in a while, like when there's a little jump over a creek bed or something, he'll just kind of like grab you uh, by the back of your shirt and like lift you <laughs> off. Like, like you a know? flag like uh, floating around yeah. behind him. <laughs> And, but the, the people are still chasing after you, not like necessarily catching up, but running near the same pace. They, they are mm. following you pretty close behind. It seems like the two who are at the camp, the one that was pinned and the one that was attacking are right behind you. The other ones who had been led away from your trap are further behind, not really in sight, but following the yells of these guys. Mm. Uh, what do you do? I'll use shatter on the people behind us. How many people can it hit? Um, so it's a 10 foot radius. So oh. if they're close to each other, I mean, currently there are only two close to you and the other five are further away. You kind of get the sense if you are in combat with these guys for too long, the other ones will catch up with you. Yes. So it's kind of like if you are engaging, gotta hope it's quick. Um, hmm. But shatter's a very strong spell, you know? Uh, if you roll well, it could be a good answer. If you roll poorly, it'll be bad. No! <laughs> but like anything else, you know? <laughs> it's all about how well you roll, right? Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the chance. I'm gonna gamba. Okay, yeah. So, um, you know, they're continuing going. Do you just kind of like give Jalen a sing signal of like, gotta take care of these guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, we just, I just let him know like with a nod that it's kind of our only option at this point and it has to be pretty quick. Okay. I roll it? Yeah, so this is another save situation. Okay. They are kind of next to each other, so you'll hit both of them. Mm -hmm. So they have to roll con saving throws. What's good is no matter what, they take damage. If they succeed the saves, they take half damage. And if they fail them, they take the full damage. Okay. So no matter what, they will take something, which is all right. Okay. So I will roll that. Okay, I got a 12. 12. Yes. That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> and both of them have failed. <laughs> it's got a seven and an eight. Uh, you point back, like kind of in a panic, and a loud shrill comes out, similar to the one you had, I mean, exactly the same as the one you had used uh, before. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you see them kind of like slow down, take a step, buckle down their knees, and grab at their ears. Uh, roll a perception check. Okay. I got a nine. Well, this will be an interesting thing. <laughs> Poppy does not see this, all right? But you as the player can know that blood starts coming out of their ears <laughs> as they fall down onto the okay. ground, seemingly knocked out. <laughs> Poppy does not see that though. She just sees that they have stopped following. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jalen does seem to know the, see the blood <laughs> and like kind of looks at Poppy like, holy shit. Like, she, <laughs> She's powerful. She's so bad. Uh, and yeah, the two of you keep running. It does seem like obviously you made this loud noise, which is going to continue to attract the group of people, mm -hmm. uh, but you can continue running, trying to get away. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep running. Okay, yeah, so the two of you keep going. With that and the distance you've had, uh, I'm gonna have you roll a stealth check at advantage as kind of like the final, like, you know, get behind that corner. <laughs> Uh, and be aware. Okay, this is this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Da -da 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 -da. I got. Uh, what does that mean? Seven and a five. So I guess I got a seven. Do a seven. You hit a point, and you can hear them in the distance. Mm -hmm. 
seemingly at where you were and then hear a voice say, they must have gone this way. <laughs> Skyrim style. Uh, on your trail. Uh, it seems like they are continuing to follow. You have not yeah. sufficiently lost them. You and Jalen are kind of there catching your breath. What, what do you want to try to do? I could go out and maybe hit them with my, uh, do I have one ability left? I guess it's my thunder. I, I, I'm i gonna hit him with my thunder. You have one first level spell. Okay, I'm gonna risk it all. There's a lot of them. I. <laughs> we might be better to just try to keep running. Um, Am I allowed to like see things or is that like a perception check? Like, can I look over and kind of see like a slope going down? Uh, You could roll a perception check for sure. Okay. Uh, and see kind of what's in the area. I got a six. No, everything's like horrible. There's trees. Um. <laughs> There's trees everywhere. <laughs> Can he do stuff or is it just me? He can do stuff, yeah. Uh, do you do you see any word that we could maybe escape? He would kind of like look around at the different places, you know, in, in the different spots. Um, we could split up. No! <laughs> she looks down at the flute that she's holding and gives like a long hard look at it and hands it over to him with a slight smile saying my brother gave this to me so hold on to it and maybe if you need to call me over you can do it like that he gives a nod you go that way okay i just run <laughs> whatever okay. direction that is yeah he kind of points one direction and you head that way and then you see him sprint off the other way. And then after you're probably like a few, you know, you sprinted for like half a minute, a minute, you start to hear just the sound of a flute being played loudly. Like just a, I don't have it. So (laughs) (laughs) I should have bought a recorder. (laughs) Yeah. You just almost, and and you can just, you just assume it is Jalen trying to make noise, trying to lead them away from you. And yeah, and he keeps sprinting. And then eventually the sound stops. <laughs> oh my God, now I have to do something. What do you, uh, and you, yeah, you were just running away for a while. What do you do now? <gasps> it seems like the voices are no longer right behind you. They do not seem, <laughs> you know, it seems like whatever was kind of chasing you, you do not feel that threat. It is kind of quiet <gasps> around you right now. stopping and and thinking for a second she remembered that she can't just leave him to his own and honestly like going on and living without him would be worse than going to try and save him so she goes through the bushes in an attempt to kind of be unseen to check out what's happening all right roll a stealth check 21 (laughs) yeah uh so you start kind of sneaking along and and moving probably like what back in the direction that you had come from yeah like towards the sound yeah or or where you had last heard it yeah yeah you you head that way and are sneaking along uh trying your best to move that way um roll a perception check for me okay i got a 22 <laughs> and as you are moving back towards the noise uh, you don't even get like super close to where even you had split up you know Mm -hmm. because you're moving quite slow Mm -hmm. you hear like the snap of a twig breaking just a little bit to your left Mm, i i'm gonna keep moving a little forward but watching to the left after i heard the sound 
Yeah. As you're continuing to move and you look over where the sound came from, you see a what looks to be a hooded figure kind of darting between the trees, heading from the direction that you had just come. I kind of want to use my presto to kind of like make like a little bit of light so that he knows I'm near him. Okay. Yeah. What do you want the light to look like? Just what color was his ring? Uh, it was like a silver ring. Okay. It's going to be like a silver light kind of facing a little bit to his left. So that way he knows to look towards me or I guess right, whatever direction I'm in. Okay. Yeah. The light kind of flickers and you see his head turn quickly. Panicked, you see him kind of grab for his knife and then see you. And then he eases and just stands up. I told you that we should split up. Friends don't leave friends behind. He gives a nod. Did you get your stuff back? Do you have everything? And she looks a little bit worried, kind of like trying to take care of him, see if he has any wounds. Are are you okay? Yeah, they weren't able to catch me. I'm fast. (laughs) Sonic. (laughs) I'm fast. Uh, You do see that the ring is back on his finger. You, You got it. You got it back. Um, yeah. now, do you want to head back? Or, um, if you want, you can go do your own thing now. He kind of kneels down. There are different ways to handle folks like that, that we just got our stuff back from. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't really handle them in the way where they won't come after us again. Mm-hmm. We handled them in the way where if we stay around here, they will find and, and probably kill us, especially someone like you who performed at the same time every night at the same place. Mm-hmm. Used to. <laughs> Used to. I don't think there's much going back. Do you want to go forward together? He kind of like stands up and looks around and uh, you see him kind of wiggle the ring on his finger back and forth. He hands you the flute back. Thank you. You, we, we could split up. I, I'm, I'm good with like the terrain and I can just go live off the land like I used to. Why don't we see about finding your brother? Oh. <laughs> she looks as if she's about to start crying and her eyes are watering up and gives a quick nod and a sigh of relief. Oh, please, thank you. He uh, gives a nod back. For now though, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she, she laughs and kind of holds onto his arm again and they start running in a direction opposite of the people. And as the two of you move away, a friendship formed and and on search for presumably your brother and on new adventures, I think that's a good place for us to end this session. That was so cute. I wrote my own fan fiction with you. We were role playing together. <laughs> that's what D&D is. It's, it's just writing fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what it is. Well, awesome. This uh, <laughs> this was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was yeah, so it fun. Tur- took a lot of good twists and turns. Uh, for all of you still listening, thank you so much. Uh, I-, I hope you enjoyed this little adventure of heartwarming innocence and... <laughs> and uh goofiness uh that was great we will talk some more about this session and stuff that went behind it on that in uh in after the roll the the patreon podcast so you know if you like patreon and me and extra podcasts duh like (laughs) you know go (laughs) yeah go go listen to it (laughs) go be a goofy little guy on patreon yeah exactly (laughs) or not that's fine too do whatever makes you happy but thank you all for listening so much barry thank you so much for being a guest thank you i just i don't know i feel like i'm gonna cry and throw up at the same time this is amazing (laughs) you you played D, that's what it is you figured it out yeah (laughs) but yeah thank you so much for being a guest thanks for having me 
And yeah, uh, this was a blast. Uh, hopefully, whether it is as poppy or just you coming back as some other character, hopefully, uh, you know, you enjoyed this enough to want to do it again someday. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I've never, I've never had an experience that felt like so free. Like I could just say anything. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great day and or night and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. It's that time again to see what is going on with all of our heroes of Cortia. So let's get started. First is Emmanuel Villop, a human wizard living in the crime capital of Cortia, the city of Tiport. He leaned against a railing overlooking the water and took a drag from his cigarette. The sun was setting, creating a mess of orange and purple across the sky. He pushed a thought of Morton away and kept looking out. Nice night, a familiar voice said somewhere off to his right. Emmanuel didn't look over, but said, what do you want, Till? The half-orcish man leaned on the rail next to Emmanuel. I have a job for you. The port guard want to hire someone to solve a string of robberies. Emmanuel looked over at Till. He was still in uniform, the same kind Emmanuel had once worn with pride. They want me? Even after what happened? Till turns his head away. Not exactly. They want the case solved. And I think you're the best hope of that happening. Emmanuel laughed. And why's that? Till took a long moment to respond, but then said, It's in the collar district. Emmanuel put his head down and simply muttered, fuck, under his breath. Following that, there is Aurora of Winter, a tabaxi paladin who has undertaken an oath of blindness in pursuit of serving justice. Most recently, she has been doing so by searching for whoever murdered the Reese of a small hamlet. While she knew there was a chance an outsider had committed the crime, in a place this tiny and far away from typical civilization, in all likelihood, it must have been someone in town. So she did what she did best. Listen. She sat in the Hamlet's tavern, pretending to drink while eavesdropping on every conversation. She went to the Temple of Chantia and feigned prayer as she held onto every word muttered under the breaths of those asking for love and forgiveness from the goddess. And she walked down the village's dirt streets, tuning into every conversation she passed by. Through all of this, three names began to stand out. Those belonging to the Reese's wife, the Reese's son, and the Reese's brother. After that, we have Nazima Alta, a ratfolk fighter currently deep in the dungeons of the Branian Keep, trying to complete her portion of a heist. She darted along the tunnels, her tail never touching the ground, and eventually came to a big brass door with four locks. She pulled out her picks and got to work. With little to no trouble, each lock clicked into place. They had been exactly like the ones she had practiced on. She opened the door just enough to slide through and found herself in a room that felt nothing like where she had just come from. It was well furnished, lit almost as if it weren't hundreds of feet below the ground, and it smelt like grass and leaves. What was even more strange is that the room was split with bars blocking one side from the other. On the other side of the bar sat a middle-aged half-elven woman with a sense of regality about her. She looked up and smiled. So, are you here to kill me or rescue me? Nazima spun her knife. Then there is Pumpkin, a forest gnome running a detective agency in Bellin, who was recently hired to investigate Captain Braggart of the Lord's Guard by his wife, who believes he is the notorious Clearwater Killer. Braggart's wife, Yisa, didn't give Pumpkin all that much to go on. No hard evidence. Mostly just accounts of him saying he'd be one place, but then actually being at another. Little lies that had been adding up. It sounded to Pumpkin more like a cheating husband than a serial killer, but a job was a job. She just needed to be careful with this one. So she came up with a plan. 
She'd track him during the day as best she could through disguises and other illusion magics, and her badger snuffles would trail him at night, making sure he wasn't going too far off the beaten path. Days and days passed of nothing, and she was ready to give up. Next is Tozier the Jagged and his traveling companion Rylan, who have been making their way along the Valiant coast. Neither had seen a city like Valia before, paintings lining every building, colorful lights floating in the sky, and people everywhere. Rylan smiled as he walked through the streets while Tozier frowned. Far too many people. Although that did mean more folks to bless with Arthea's light. A sweet smell hit Tozier's nose, one that reminded him of home. He looked to it and saw a man selling roasted nuts, and before he realized it, he had set down a gold piece on the stand and taken a bag. He and Rylan took a seat next to the river and he poured some into the boy's hands. They sat in silence, looking at the lights shimmering off the water. These are really good, Rylan said, smiling. Tozier looked over at the boy and nodded. He realized that he would have to find a place for him here. The road ahead would be too dangerous. Next, we have Virgil Bowerstone and his party of adventurers who have found themselves in battle with an abolith. Finally free from its hold on him, Virgil swung his mace once, twice, three times, batting the beast back. In a deep voice, he yelled, Hit it with all you've got! The whoosh of an arrow, the swing of a sword, a blast of ice, a discordant shrill. The beast reared back at the attacks of his party members. And now... It was Virgil's turn. He held onto his holy symbol and whispered a word of prayer. The room quickly became bathed in a bright light, brighter than the sunniest day, brighter than a thousand candles. It was almost blinding. He couldn't see anything, but he could hear. And he heard a screech, and then a crash, and then nothing but the heavy breaths of him and his companions. Next is Keelan Damari, a mountain dwarf and former soldier who has been taking jobs across Cortia, which is how he found himself on a simple caravan escort job that just got far more complicated. As he jumped out of the cart, he saw the winged beast bearing down on them, a frenzied look in its eye. Almost entirely on instinct, he grabbed his battle axe and sprinted towards the beast. A dragon? Here? Well, at least it would make for quite the story. With its focus on the wagon, he took it by surprise, digging a few inches into its hide before pulling back for another swipe, this time at its neck. As he swung, it turned at the last second and he hit the tail instead. Now the beast was focused on him. It flapped its wings, and a moment later his back was touching the ground. He could see the fire building in the beast's throat as it bore down on him, and then he heard a voice in the distance yell out. Which leads us to Hatton the Half-Elf, who has tracked down a wormling only to find it attacking a caravan of traders. He watched as it pinned down a dwarven man. Unsure of exactly what to do, he decided to just do something. He began sprinting towards the beast, yelling at the top of his lungs, and it was only after a moment that he realized he was speaking in Draconic. The head of the dragon turned to him, and without thinking twice, Hatton reached into his component pouch, pulled out a pepper, whispered a few words, and shoved it in his mouth. Instead of burning like he had expected, the pepper felt cool, and a moment later his throat seemed almost coated in ice. Then he let out a breath, and a blast of snow and cold erupted from his mouth, hitting the beast. It screamed out in pain and darted at Hatton. He tried to move out of the way, but it grasped him in its claws. It tried to lift him in the air, but its wings could barely even hold it up. So instead, they skimmed along the ground, hitting bushes and trees and loose stones, and it was then that Hatton noticed the cliff's edge. 
So that is what is up with all of them. Along with the heroes of Cortia, I'd like to thank the citizens of Allhearth, who are currently voting on how to move forward with the Winter Dew Festival. The attendants expected at the next meeting are Adustus, Bladed SK, Ethan Hill, Faduj, Gleb Borjevsky, Grizzly Melon, Jack Weird, Joachim Dahlquist, Merrick 16, Ming, Mythical Master Zero, Nurse Bone, Phil Emarg, Preston Metters, Rami Kabi, Ruka, Savara, Seth Roman, Softstar, and Travis Croats. May this be the best Winterdew Festival yet. Anyway, hope we all have a great day and our night. Bye.